Looking for last minute weekend getaway? I've got you covered. I have five road trips already planned for you. They're all a few hours from New York City, so they're the perfect trips for anybody on the East Coast to tap into. Whether you're looking for family-friendly, a romantic getaway, something leisure, activities-filled, history and heritage-filled, or if you want to spend the weekend stuffing your face. The packet has it all. It was designed to take all the guesswork and planning off of your plate. You choose based on the vibe or the distance. Included in the packet are itineraries for weekend trips to Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Hartford, Connecticut, Johnson and Burlington, Vermont, and Montreal, Canada. It includes packing lists, a pre-trip car prep guide, and travel and shit podcast playlists of road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Save yourself the time of planning and skip to the getaway. Let this itinerary pack take the stress of planning and packing off of the table while you focus on the road. Visit travelandshitpodcast.com slash travel resources to download your copy. Have you enjoyed listening to Travel and Shit? Well, then consider becoming a subscriber. Beginning December 1st, you can support the work I've been doing to get you an episode each week and get exclusive access to all episodes one week early. Beginning December 1st, exclusive early access will be given to subscribers. I'd love to give you first listen. Consider supporting the show and becoming a subscriber. For more info, go to travelandshitpodcast.com slash subscribe. I made it around the world And came back with stories to tell Different places to call home Now I'm never on my own Dietations to my people hitting foreign nations Food, traveling, shit, moving to live Life in the sky, stories to give The ones who make it there and can make it back Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. So, happy to have you here with me, whether you are new or returning. Um, this week is a bit of a wrap up episode slash I had a couple of points that I wanted to, um, bring up as I moisturize my hands here. Actually, shout out to TaylorMade Beauty. This is a butter me up body butter. It smells incredible, by the way. Um, my cousin, um, almost called her cherry. I call her cherry. My cousin Cherie had a really gorgeous 30th, uh, birthday, uh, last year, which now that I'm thinking about it, birthday's coming up. I think, no, her birthday's in March, right? Yeah. Cherry's in March. I think anyway, her cousin makes, uh, body butters. So tailor made shipping is a little long cause I ordered some other stuff, but, uh, it smells so good and I do like it. So, um, little plug there, but this week, uh, wrapping up, I never went into September. Um, so September was wildly busy for me, lots of traveling and I wanted to kind of touch on what is too much. Like, what are your travel 
limits because I think I've reached mine, not in a sense or in the terms of like totality or any type of finality, if you will. I'm gonna be out again. I'm gonna be traveling, right? Road trips and flights, all the things. But um, last month, after we returned from the Detroit, Toronto, Buffalo road trip, we ended up going right back. So we got back, I want to say Saturday. I think we got back from Buffalo on like a Saturday. And um, so we had Sunday to kind of recoup. And then that following Friday, right after work, boyfriend picked me up and we drove to Virginia. Um, congratulations to my cousin, Brandy, who is Lieutenant Commander in the Navy. So proud. So we went out there to um, celebrate her. There's no way on this planet I would have wanted to miss it. However, the weekend before, it was a short notice, um, uh, I guess, plan that they decided to have like a dinner to celebrate her with um, close friends and family. And I know my cousin is one of very few that actually live out in Virginia. So the family end of it is like, it kind of sucks because, you know, not everybody can make the drive from New York and... I can, and I'm real talk. I am going to hold you. Brandy's one of my favorite cousins. So, and I do have favorites. Um, Brandy is definitely like top two on my dad's side. Um, so, um, that being said, I just didn't want to miss it, but I knew that that was a lot of driving for, um, my partners that had to have had done the weekend before. So I was a little hesitant, but my baby came through and was just like, babe, I know you won't be there. You know, I want to miss it either. You know, like it's a big thing. Like we're going to be there. Just tell, we'll surprise her. So um, I called her husband and told her we were going to make it. We were able to surprise her. That was one of the best surprises between surprising my best friend Dell. I say it was last year for her birthday. We drove out to Kentucky. Um, and this last month, surprising my cousin, that's one of my favorite surprise trips. I remember another trip I took out, I drove out to North Carolina for one of my best friend, Alicia's baby showers. And I want to say it, what was it? I think it was Anderson's. I think it was her second baby's baby shower. I think it was her second baby shower. (laughs) Um, but I love a good surprise road trip. Um, anyway, So proud of my cousin. Congratulations, V. And we, that weekend was just the Friday to the Sunday. So we drove out Friday after work and we came back Sunday. And then the following weekend after work on Friday, actually, no, that morning was a really bad morning. I had a really, really bad morning. I was just really not feeling good. Um, And we ended up, and it wasn't like <clears throat> sick feeling. It was just, you know, you just wake up one of those days and it's just like my mental was off. It was just a really bad day. Um, really, really anxious. So I did not go in that day, but that night my mom and I flew to Atlanta for, which is like an extended family trip. And it was such a good trip. So my mom has been talking about wanting to go to Atlanta for years. One of my homies, Janae, 
has a dance center out there. She has a dance school, Janae's Dance Experience. You may have seen her on, what was she on? Was it, um, cause I'm not, I canceled cable years ago. So there's a lot of programming that I don't watch. I'm familiar with by name because of what other people have, you know, mentioned about. I want to say it was one of those love and hip hops or something of this sort. Um, I think she, um, was on there. Uh, I think she was on an episode or two of that. I don't know. Cause I, I don't watch the show, but I know she was on somebody's show. And when I say them babies dance, they asses off. Let me tell you, I do not go to dance recitals because generally y'all kids can't dance. It is what it is. Mostly y'all are wasting your money. Um, love your babies. Love you. You just wasting your money at a lot of these dance schools that y'all send your kids to because they don't dance. I don't want to see a bunch of six-year-olds standing in $102 costumes singing and doing a tap, tap, slap, stomp, like for four minutes. It's not happening. Um, that being said, Janae's kids dance because we came from a dance school where our kids danced. We danced. That's how I know Janae. Um, I've known Janae probably since we were like seven, nine, maybe. We, um, we danced together for years. And um, then Janae moved out to Atlanta and that ass still danced. And when I tell you Nate dances, baby girl dances, like I could dance. Janae could like professional dance. Like there's a difference, right? So I'm so proud of Janae. Baby girl, I'm so proud of you. I've told you many a times, but for all perpetuity recorded on the podcast, I love you and I'm so proud of you. Um, she's doing a beautiful job with the girls out there. She really helps them with, um, not just dancing to dance, but teaching them how to carry themselves as professional dancers, how to get booked, how to book their gigs, how to present themselves. She does, of course, um, competition. Well, she used to do competition with her girls and they was cleaning. Okay. The girls would win. And, um, just so many just incredible shows and um, showcases. And it was really, really nice to see her. I haven't seen Janae in years, maybe since we were at least, maybe in our, damn, maybe late teens, early 20s, I think was the last time I've seen Nay. Um but that was a beautiful trip, especially for my mom to be able to see her. Um, my mom was her dance teacher. My mom taught us. She was our modern teacher in particular. Modern was my bag. Loved it. Fave. Um, but my mom was our modern teacher. So it was extra special for my mom to be able to see one of her students kind of, you know, carrying the torch, if you will. So that was a beautiful trip. That was... I don't know what the right word, uh, the cherry on top, if you will. We all know New Yorkers love Atlanta. Niggas from New York will move to Atlanta and start their lives and not even start their lives, but change their lives. And then you've got people like Kira who <laughs> my girl was living in Saudi Arabia, excuse me, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Um, her husband's in the military, so they were deployed out there and they've got, I think they've got four boys, 
gorgeous boys. And so after coming from overseas, they were upstate in New York for a little bit and they finally settled down in Atlanta. So it was nice to fucking see Kira. I haven't seen Kira again. Actually, I saw Kira at Lisa's baby shower. I want to say that was like last summer. So it was maybe like a year ago, but that was by accident. And for like four, five minutes, um, I stopped in at an event that we were both at and um, got to chop it up with her for a few minutes. But I hadn't seen her in years also. I haven't seen Kira since we were probably late teens, early 20s. Um, So it was really nice to see Kira. And thank you again to Daryl for driving you out there to come see us and for waiting and hanging out and then driving me and my mama back to the Airbnb because everything's mad far out there. We were like 45 minutes from the dance school. We stayed in the Airbnb about 45 minutes. And I'll get to that Airbnb in a second, but so good to see, like, you know how you have friends from like childhood that y'all don't necessarily keep in contact as often, but when y'all do speak, it's all love. But then like when y'all link up, when you see each other, it's like a different kind of joy. So it was so good to see them. It's so good to, and it's also good to see your people doing well. It's so good to see your people doing well. And I really think that, you know, I would like to add more, and this might be me in the, I get not in the past, but future me might kick myself for this, but not long distance future me. But I think that I want to take more like, yo, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm going to pull up. I want to take a couple more of those trips. Not this year. I'm done tripping this year, but, um, just like if I can, a couple little road trips here and there, a nice little weekend thing, just to love on your people. You know what I mean? Like connectivity with people that you care about, people you haven't seen in a while, people that you do want to stay connected to and with. And when you have that opportunity to be able to do those things, excuse me. So that was an incredible trip. It was really nice to, um, see my girls, but the, like it, the, this trip, like the Atlanta trip was probably a top three trip. So before I get to the end of the Atlanta trip, the Airbnb was top tier chef's kiss. You could tell somebody that lived there cause we stayed in, I guess you could say it was like a basement apartment or kind of like a. I guess it's kind of like a first floor apartment, if you will, but like a little back room. It was like a perfect little, uh, what do you call those suites? Um, in-law suite, bathroom, full bathroom. We had, it was a little studio. You just had like a bedroom with an attached bath and a gorgeous walk-in closet, really nice size walk-in closet. Like the walk-in closet is probably half the size of my second bedroom here. Um, but Gorgeous Airbnb, very well kept, very clean. Bed was wild comfortable. Um, I want to say like Netflix and all that shit was there, but you could tell somebody worked in hospitality um, or was somewhat connected to hospitality because the little mouthwash uh, containers, um, there was like a, a, a fresh thing of floss that they put in there. What else did they have? Um, I think they had like individually wrapped toothbrushes, but like the toothbrushes they give you like on an airplane. Um, I'm not a fan of those, but I mean, they toothbrush, it works. Um, that not only did they have the Keurig and the K-Cups, they had fucking creamer and sugar. I hate 
when an Airbnb will have the machine and then like the coffee, but like, I, I don't, I don't got no creamer, not even like some janky ass powdered creamer that I could suffer through. There's no sugar, nothing, no nutmeg, no cinnamon. No, what am I? You know what I mean? Like, did I not pay to be here? But they had the creamer, they had sugar, they had plenty of dishes. They had like snacks. They had like a bowl of like Snickers and Milky Ways and like candies and shit. They had, um, I went with my mom. So there was enough for two people. They had, um, cup of noodles. They had, they, they hooked it up. So that was top tier. One of my favorite Airbnbs that I've stayed in because of the special touches. It was a beautiful property. They also had like a really nice, uh, screened in porch, uh, that had a hammock, nice loungewear, relatively well-kept, you know, it's, the ills of being outside, maybe a little dusty or shit like that, but it's outdoor furniture, you know, but, um, beautiful property. Also, it was really, really a cute house. Um, nice neighborhood also in a really nice neighborhood. It was walking distance from little five points, but like a long walk kind of distance. I'd say maybe a 20, maybe 30 minute walk from little five points, but, um, you could definitely pull that off relatively walkable area also gorgeous homes gorgeous neighborhood we did um after we hung out with the girls we ended up going out to eat had some drinks there were a couple of stores and shops and shit we popped into check those out and then the next day my cousin ashanti and her mama my cousin elaine picked us up from the airbnb and gave us a tour of Atlanta. Now, before I get to that part, let me just say, I also definitively, without question, and I know that you're listening, we need to take more trips, Ma. We're going to take more mommy-daughter trips. Um, I had a really good time with you. I had a great time with my mom. We have taken, I think, just the one trip together before that was um, St. Bart, St. Martin. That was a good time. This was a cute little weekend trip. And we had a really nice time. It was nice. It was everything that you could want in a really quick trip, right? Like it was comfortable. The weather was nice. We were able to get around everywhere with ease. It was, there were no delays on the flights and all that jazz. Good fucking time. No complaints. Um, So definitely going to do more trips with my mom. Look forward to that girl. Um, but cousin Ashanti, cousin Lane, happy birthday Ashanti. I don't know. How old did baby girl turn? I, I don't know. I don't even think she, she might be, nah, she's not that. I think she might be like 25. I don't know, but baby girl is another fave, but this is on my mama's side. And it was so nice to see her. I am so proud of Ashanti. Like she is just so driven. And she just is just so well-rounded and I just, I love her. I love you down. Love you down. And it was so good to see her. It was good to see her mom. They picked us up from the Airbnb. We went out to brunch. They took us to brunch. Excuse me. They took us to brunch. And then now before that, did we go before or after? Probably a little bit of both. 
a little bit before along the ride. And then of course, after brunch, this is one of the points that I wanted to get to. My cousin Elaine and my cousin Ashanti basically gave us a tour. Like we drive past here, here, this is Ebenezer church. This is where, um, Dr. King was a reverend here. Here is his burial. Um, Coretta's next to him. This is the old church over here. This is John Lewis, um, mural. What other things did we pass by? We passed by OLG, which in hindsight, like I didn't connect it at the two. Did I? I may have thought of it, but last week's guest, Corey, Chef Corey was, was the, um, first kitchen manager and chef there. Uh, we passed Magic City. We passed, so my cousin Elaine is a professor down at um, Morehouse. So we passed by there. We passed by, they showed us where all the different campuses were. I had no idea that Spelman, Morehouse, um, Clark, everybody, like I knew they were close, but I didn't know they were like that close. Like I also didn't know that they were right in the middle of the fucking city. Like I was expecting like a college campus, a little bit more sprawling, a little bit more further away from city center, if you will. But this was right in the middle of the city. So had school buildings right amongst, they were giving us history about the schools who owned what it was just so much information just rolled off their shoulders. We passed by Grady, which I had just finished listening to, I want to say it's called The Fall Line. It is a podcast where they're talking about a lot of the missing people of Atlanta. And they, I want to say they predominantly focus on black women and children, black men also, but in the way that they do the podcast, it's not just like episodic. Like it's not just one episode per person. One, and now again, I don't know if this was, how do you call it? A season? Or if it was just like a batch of episodes throughout, like traveling shit doesn't have seasons. We just episode one through to, what are we at? 209, I think this is 209. More on that in a second. I, so I don't know how the full line works. Like, I don't know if they have seasons or not, but I had just finished a batch of episodes that were about the babies that got kidnapped from Grady hospital from say, I don't know the, let's just randomly say the eighties all the way up. to maybe I think 2007, for some reason is standing out in my mind as one of the, the last years where they, um, noted or like highlight highlighted babies being kidnapped from the hospital. So that was really cool to be able to drive past there and see like, okay, so yeah, it's in the middle of the fucking city. Like everybody, not that there's, there aren't other hospitals in the middle of the city, but the way they framed it in the episode and a lot of the descriptions about the area that they were given, giving, it was nice to be able to see it in real time. So that was a really nice time. We went back to the house, kicked it, and then they took us back to the airport. Road trips give you the flexibility of taking the most control of your itinerary. No airline delays or cancellations. You can sit in your own germs and move at your own pace. Whether you're looking for family-friendly or something romantic, history and heritage, or a foodie's delight, I've got you covered. Choose your trip based on the vibe or the distance you feel like driving. This pack includes DC, Philly, Hartford, Burlington, and Montreal. 
All destinations are a few hours from New York City, so they're perfect for anyone along the East Coast to tap into. The download also includes a packing list, pre-trip car prep guide, and a playlist of travel and shit road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Head over to travelandshippodcast.com slash travel resources slash road trip to download your copy and take the stress of planning and packing off the table while you focus on the road. So what I will point out, if you will, is that they were able to even do that. Not because they had a car or not because like we had free time because those are also important factors, right? I have a car. I have free time. I could not give anybody a fucking tour of where I live. And I've lived here my entire life for the most part. Um, I grew up maybe like a mile from where I'm at now, but my grandma lived up the block. So like if I wasn't at my parents' house, like in my house where I grew up, I was here. So I'm in the same neighborhood where I went to elementary school, where I was. This is where I was if I wasn't home. So this is my second home. So I live in the neighborhood that I grew up in. I I don't know what my feelings are on my lack of the ability to give a tour, but I don't, I couldn't point out anything. First of all, I wouldn't know what, like I wouldn't know a route to take you or a direction to go to kind of highlight and point out places of reference, points of, you know, points of interest, if you will. And of course it would probably depend on like if we were going someplace and say we were on, let's just say we were on the Southern state. It's a highway in New York. It starts in Queens and goes out to Long Island. So if we're driving along, I'd be like, oh, this exit, I went to school this way. You can go, um, this is a state park. Like all I'm going to do is point out fucking exits where it's not difficult to know that stuff is there. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah, I used to work here. Okay. That's cute. Like if I'm with my cousins, like that might be interesting. Right. But I cannot give you any historical references, any historical points of reference about my neighborhood. I couldn't tell you anything about any notable people that are from here. I mean, I could point out maybe where like Nicki Minaj might have spent some time or where 50 might have spent some time. Um, I don't know if that rock from the LL Cool J video is still there, but I used to pass that on the bus coming home from school. I might be able to remember that route and get you past there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know shit about Queens. So my question is, what the fuck do you know about your neighborhood? Can you give anybody a tour if they come see you? What are your, what is your familiarity with your neighborhood? And then again, outside of your personal interactions with the neighborhood, right? How do you feel about where you live? How invested are you in where you live? Would you be able to point out different community associations? Would you be able to point out not just like historical places and points of reference, but important things, currently important things, places where, um, 
different resources and options. I wouldn't even know where to tell y'all to go eat would be. I wouldn't know where to tell y'all to, you know, um, I don't know. I, and that's the point. I don't know. There's so much about my neighborhood that I don't know. Now, do I want to know? I don't know. And I don't know if that's because I don't know. Like you don't know what you don't know what you don't know. There could be some really, really interesting information out there about where I'm at, as well as where you're from. Consider whether or not you are familiar with your neighborhood and whether or not you would like to get familiar with your neighborhood. But then I'm thinking on the other side, it's just like, hmm, how much bad news do I want? You know what I mean? Like in the search for good news, I am definitely anticipating coming across some shit that I don't necessarily want to know. Um, also I'm curious as to what is the source of the information, right? So I live in a predominantly black neighborhood. I would be curious as to the source of the information when I am trying to figure out local points of interest local, um, notable characters. I don't want some white person telling me about my black ass neighborhood. Get my point. I don't want to just trust any source because if there's going to be a bias, I'd rather be a bias in our favor. I don't want to hear about crime stats. I don't want to hear about, um, you know, anything derogatory or, um, you know, necessarily, um, vile or anything. That's not what I am going to be giving someone a tour about. Right. But I also don't want your standard and stereotypical like tour guide, um, description or walkthrough of the neighborhood either. I don't want to know what, Oh, I'm not going to say that. Um, Joe Schmo, whose tour guide may be sold at a AAA. If you walk, because AAAs have brick and mortars. I've mentioned that before. You can renew your passport there. Um, you can also renew your driver's, well, obviously. Well, I don't know if you know. So many DMVs, not DMVs, AAAs facilitate different DMV procedures, as well as passports. I went to the um, AAA office near me and renewed my passport and took the, did I take the photo there? No, that was my, I think my driver's license folder photo, which I mean, it was time, but I like the last one better. Same thing with my passport picture. This one don't look bad, but my last passport, oh, so fly. I had hair though, but Damn, I was bad. That, that was a good fucking picture. But it is what it is. Anyway, AAA, you can get a lot of uh, services taken care of there. Look into that. If you're not a member, definitely consider that. Um, not a plug, not a, an ad or anything. I just have AAA and I'm happy to know that I have them for when I need them. Uh, but I would not want a tour guide or a tour book, if you will, from like AAA on a neighborhood 
would I skim through it while I'm waiting online to see if there are any, oh, they do hot air balloons here or okay, you know, this is a got rated restaurant, um, whatever. Let me now get on Google or ask a uh, boyfriend. I don't know what it is. I feel like he finds different, like a whole different listing of options than I do. Our Googles aren't the same. It can't be, but, um, I would not want that perspective in a search for information, notable informations or point of reference for my neighborhood. That being said, I'm a little hesitant to kind of look into it, but at the same time, it's just like, yo, I love my neighborhood. I love living here. I enjoy it here. I wish that I could afford to buy a house out here. But that ain't gonna happen. I mean, God willing, do I have any wood over here? Yes. And uh, God willing, long time from now, my brother and I will inherit property, but I, I would, you know, I would like to start a family before that happens. And I would have loved to be able to, you know, mm, that's a partial lie. I'm over New York, don't necessarily want to raise kids here, but at the same time, just the thought of leaving New York and not kind of raising my kids in, you know, the same kind. And I mean, that's kind of dumb because this isn't even the same New York I grew up in. It's just not because easily 37, maybe whenever it happened, it ain't happening now, but you know, 37, 40 year difference. You know what I mean? So it's definitely not going to be the same New York, but it just sucks that I wouldn't necessarily be. And that's for a lot of us. A lot of us can't afford to live and stay in the neighborhoods that we grew up in, even though we would want to. But that being the case, whether we stay, whether we go, I don't know enough about this neighborhood that I feel I would be able to comfortably even tell my kids about the neighborhood I grew in out grew up in outside of my own personal experience, right? So if you were to go someplace and travel to another country and you would travel to either another state, another, you know, um, neighborhood in, you know, a neighboring, um, region of the country, what would you say about your fucking hood? Like, what would you say outside of you and your lived experiences there? What is your connectivity to those places that you are seeing, that you live in? If I go to Atlanta and I'm talking to, you know, my cousins or I'm talking to Janae, or if I'm in Detroit and I'm trying to, um, you going to rep for your hood, you rep for your city, but what exactly do you talk about when you talk about your city? And I'm realizing that when I talk about my city, it's not necessarily like there are two different ways to talk about it. There is the lived experience. There is the personal interaction that you have with your city, the places you work, the places you've been to school, the places where you may have had notable life experiences. And then there's the, this is what the rest of the world sees about this place, right? There's always, um, like if I talk about New York to people that aren't from New York, it's always the, you know, well, yeah, the subways are trash. Yeah. I've never been to most New Yorkers have never been to like the empire state building. We don't go to the statue of Liberty. We're not going to Rockefeller center unless we have to be there. Like we're, we're not going to, you know, times square 
just to kick it past the age of like maybe 25 kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like there are certain things that you do at certain ages in your life just because it's accessible and just because like, why not? But then at a certain point, there are just certain things that you don't do. And there are just certain things that because they are always available to you, you don't necessarily take, I guess you can say that you take them for granted to an extent. I think also it could possibly be that there just seems to be so fucking much to do in New York. Whereas if you come from a smaller city or a smaller town, for example, one of my best friends lives out in Kentucky in a relatively small city. So it's kind of like, all right, well, yeah, we only got like, I don't want to play where you at, but girl, you know, it's nothing to do. There's like four fucking things to do there. And most of them are food. So it's kind of like if we do anything, it's going to be in Nashville, which is like two hours or so away. We're going to go outside of where she lives. So when she talks about her city, it's like, well, I work here. I live here. You know, I raised my daughter here, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Like what, what else is there really to point out? But, oh yeah, but this is our movie theater or this is where the school or the church will do like plays and stuff. But like when there's a, I live in New York there, it's, it's fucking New York. Everyone around the world has some perception of New York, whether that be a good or a negative perception, it is what it is. So everyone's got some point of reference for the city that I live in. So I don't know if that has played any role in my lack or um, lack thereof or desire to really have any real points of historical information to kind of pepper at people when I'm talking about the place that I'm from, the city that I call home. So after that kind of thought process went through, it was like, damn, I wouldn't even know how I would describe my city to people while I'm traveling, I kind of thought about, well, damn, how much traveling is too much traveling? And I touched on it earlier because I think also like repeating certain things over and over again, right? Gets kind of redundant. So at one point it's like, would I be tired of talking about the city in this manner? And at what point would that come? So I ended up doing the three weekends of traveling. So there was the Actually, that's like four weekends in a row because we left for the road trip. Actually, no, I think we left on a Monday. I think we left on a Monday. But anyway, we did that whole week of Detroit, Cleveland, Detroit, Toronto, Buffalo. Beautiful trip. Great time. Many, many good laughs and beautiful. Following week, Virginia. Following week, Atlanta. So three weekends after a full week and I worked those weeks in between the trips, I am tired. (laughs) Like I'm like, I'm good on the rest of the year. And I wonder if y'all have ever considered what the fuck is your limit? My limit, I can honestly say now at this point is probably like I don't even think I, if I'm working during the, like if I'm nine to five and if I'm still showing up to work, three weekends is my max. I, I, I cannot have something to do every weekend. And that is something that I am happy. So very happy to have learned about myself because I think when you learn some of your limits, you're better able to enforce your boundaries. 
And at this point, it's now allowed me to kind of just put up, pump the brakes on other like life engagements, like linking with friends. Cause now it's like that time of year where it's starting to get cold. So everybody kind of wants, well, let's link up before it gets cold. Or I haven't seen you all summer. Let's really see each other before the the winter comes. And I'm all for it. I love my people. And I'm always, you know, my heart, not my mind or my body. My heart is always in the space to commune. I always want to talk to my friends. Well, I don't want to say always, but like in the sense where I'm always here for conversation, you hit me up. I got you. I'm going to respond. I can tell you I'm free now. I'm not free now, but like I'm here for the communication, but I've realized now I'm at that limit. I really used to joke more about it in the past where I'm just like, no, I plan to do nothing with my weekends, particularly, especially after work. And it was always like a, haha, no, I'm doing nothing. Like people are like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. Oh no. Like I'm planning to do nothing. And it's always like a, ha, yeah, I get it girl. <laughs> no, I mean it. I'm tired. I'm tired. You know what I mean? Not even like, um, a bad tired. I'm over it. Distaste or anything. It's just, I have learned what my limit is. I did all of that running around, all the ripping and running, and I need to sit down for a while. And again, travel is so much more than vacation. And all those little mini trips, little mini vacations, absolutely, especially for this season for me, has helped me tap into those boundaries where it is not always easy to communicate those boundaries to the people that you care about. Cause I'm, I can't speak for everybody else, but I am personally a person that if someone comes to me for help, or if someone comes to me asking for something, I always want to deliver. Um, especially if you are someone I care about, let's be clear about that. Randoms or people that I don't really fuck with is that I know is a no is a no. Right. Um, but even some randoms is just like, Oh damn, I wish I could have helped you, but you know, no, I can't. I got it. I'm, I'm barely on time for work. I, I got to get there or I'm sorry. I have another commitment that I have to do, or I'm sorry. I don't feel comfortable stopping and talking to you about this right here. Um, but I know that I have to sometimes have those hard conversations with those boundaries. And I was able to give a lot of yeses by seeing people and spending time with people. And it's a reinforcement that you can do that good, but like those same yeses you give to other people, you also give yourself those yeses. And for this season, that yes looks like, no, I'm not available this weekend. Yes, I wanna see you as well, maybe at another date, or I'm free on X, Y, and Z, but it's dependent on L and R, whatever your conditions are, enforce them. It doesn't always have to be easy because it ain't always going to be easy. And I feel like most of the time it's not easy, but absolutely enforce those boundaries. The lessons that you learn on your travels don't get to just stay on your travels. If you realize, damn, I'm actually not comfortable with this many things with me, or I'm actually you know, I don't like carrying this around or whatever it is that you figure out on your travels or whatever is shown to you after even you return. Because a lot of times your travels, 
aren't the tight package that you think that they're going to be going to be right. So you go on your trip, have a good time, and then you come back and learn the lesson. But the lesson was only learned because you had the trip, whether it be a far trip, a close trip, in between trip, it doesn't matter. The experience of the trip is what the actual teacher part is like. That's your, what is the word for that? That is the impetus. If you will, we'll use that. That is the impetus for the lesson. You learned the lesson after the trip. You got back and then you realize, oh, this didn't work or because X happened. Now this is something that I have to follow up with in this manner, or this is something that I'm going to do a little bit different because of the experience that I had here, or I've seen X, 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 and you know what? R it is. Let your lesson, let it work. Let it work. Do not miss the forest for the trees. It doesn't have to be a big lesson. It doesn't have to be a small lesson. It just has to be the message that you need to receive. So may this season be full of messages that you are ready to receive, whether they are a long distance from your trips or a short distance from your trips. My trips was in September. I'm still putting the, um, the application to use where, yeah, It's a slowdown season. I had a great go at it. We were going. We did road trip after road trip after road trip. And now this is the perfect time to schedule nothing because I learned that lesson and now I'm applying it. So that's this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed. Looking forward to hearing back from you. Oh, and I said that I would loop back to it. Happy birthday travel and shit. Happy birthday to me happy birthday to we this we've been doing this for four years i don't know how i skip past it every year but um yeah october october's our birthday i want to say it was probably like an october 10th october 11th i feel like was the first episode of travel and shit back in 2018 2018. Now look at this. 2022. I am so proud of the work that I have done because it has not always been easy. There have been quite a few bumps along the way, but um, I'm also pleased with the connections I've made uh, with both listeners and with guests. I um, am just so very much so looking forward to you know, I don't want to say like the next four years, because nah, I would hope that this is something that I would continue doing beyond the four years. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what that's going to look like down the line, but this four years flew the fuck by. It surely flew by and it's been a good four years, lots of lessons and um, I'm grateful for them all. So happy birthday to us for being here. And a special thank you to y'all that have been rocking with me since episode one. I hate that first episode, y'all. I really do. It is just, but it says trash as it needs to be. It was the first fucking episode, but I can't, it's just not something that I, um, it wasn't the best episode, but it was the first and I'm glad we kept going past there. So, um, yeah, happy birthday. Maybe we'll do something at some point for that. I'll put something together. Um, Or I won't. I don't know. But I got this one out. It is here for you. 
and there'll be another and another and another, God willing, and another. So I'll see y'all next week for another episode of Traveling Shit. Bye, y'all.